Hey y'all, it's Emily. It's Addison. And Lily. Welcome to Boldly Created. We have a really special guest here with us today. His name is Douglas Elks and he is the founder of Ambition in Mind and he's going to speak with um, us today about feeding our souls. So do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I uh, I love what y'all are doing. I think when you guys actually first reached out to me in our platform with AIM to get a t-shirt, um, it was the first time I saw what y'all were getting into and I was, you know, the second y'all asked for a shirt, I was like, of course, like this is something that I can get behind personally. And I know Ambition and mine can get behind as well. So um, thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited to, to talk. So we're so glad to have you on today. And the first thing we're going to ask you is our BC question. What would you tell your before Christ self? I think the biggest thing I would tell myself um, before Christ is just the understand that the things that people in the world tell you will satisfy your soul, don't do it. Um, I think a lot of times when you take God out of the picture, like our society and the people you're around try to tell you what's going to make you happy and what's going to make you quote unquote successful. And those things just aren't true. Um, and then once you obviously have your relationship with Jesus, you realize that and you feel that and you know that's true. Um, but that's the biggest thing is just like making sure you're living for the right reasons and that you're, you're surrounding yourself with people that are going to help you see God before you see earthly things. Our topic today is what we are feeding our souls. This is a topic that was kind of brought up to me last week as I was kind of studying. Um, and I just really would like to talk about it. So Addison and Lily, you guys have any questions? One thing that I saw was that the energy that animates the soul is hope. Um, so what is something that you feed your soul? Yeah, I think this is, this is a really good topic. And it's something that, you know, I think as Christians, it's important. I think it's something we have to understand. And I think when I talk about feeding my soul, there's kind of five ways I like to break it down. Uh, the first being is prayer. I think obviously, you know, if you're not constantly seeking God's presence in prayer, it's going to be hard to to hear what he's, he's telling you. Um, and honestly, I think there's so much. And when you talk about hope and you talk about peace, things like that, like that is that comes from prayer, in my opinion. And, um, you know, especially when you've got a life decision to make or really whatever you're dealing with in life, like prayer is a place that you can go and seek God's presence and, and really feel him. And that's something that's important. And God answers prayers um, very faithfully. And sometimes it's not the answer we want, but it's it's what's right for us and what's um, best for his plan. Um, you know, secondly, I would say um, just worshiping God. I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest things I've done to try to feed my soul. It's something that kind of just helps me keep my eyes on Christ and um, keep my mind where it needs to be. Um, thirdly, I would say getting in the word, getting in the Bible, um, just trying to be consistent in that because it's a living word and God really does speak to us. Um, and it's, it's just amazing to see how like when we discipline ourselves to get in the word, how God can use that time and how he can really put things on our hearts to, to guide us. Um, the fourth thing I would say is just to have gratitude. And I think that's one that I've tried to do more recently. Um, as a lot of stuff has gone on really good, just be thankful for what God's done um, presently. And then in the past, just to kind of keep perspective, uh, no matter what you're going through, God's good and that's constant. Um, and the last thing I'd say is, uh, community and this one's really really important like I love what you guys are doing like it seems like y'all have a great community here but that's so important like I you know kind of just throw a quick story in there it's like my freshman year in college I was actually at a different school I was at Roanoke College and because of my community is is the main reason I got saved and um, you know I was I was fortunate God blessed me and put some really great guys in my life and one of them being my best friend Joe from uh, from Raleigh I mean he he was unbelievable he took me under his wing he was in my community and he showed me what it was like to live like you know live life for Christ and so community is such a big 
part of feeding your soul, you know, making sure you're around the right kind of people. I was listening to um, a sermon yesterday and you literally just summed up everything that was like broken down. It was like three different parts and it was prayer, God's word and the community. And um, Matthew 26, 41 says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into, t- into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I mean, you really covered that is that you have to have that time to like talk out loud to God and have the quiet time with him through prayer and through um, his word, but also through the community that you're with. Cause I mean, you've heard it a thousand times. You're the average of the five people closest mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. So thank you for talking about that. No, that's no, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's so good. And I think the thing we just have to, hum- especially me, I have to just humbly accept is that I'm not strong enough alone. And so not only like seeking God's presence, but the community that's gonna help me, you know, stand firm on my faith. Like that's so important because the devil wants to attack us when we're alone. Um, and then when we get prideful and think we can do it by ourselves, that's when he's at his best because he's coming at us super hard and, and that's just, that's a bad place to be. Talking about pride, um, for those of you who don't know, Douglas is on the Western Carolina basketball team. How do you um, ensure that your pride doesn't overtake you when you're on the season and you know full of like games and just the fans and everything? How do you make God number one? That's a great question. And this is kind of cool because before I was saved, like basketball, just being quite honest, was was one of the places in my life that I idolized. Like I thought it was my identity. I thought, you know, my performance and, and my success on the court was was what defined me as a person. And um, to answer your question, I mean, the biggest thing I had to do, especially once I was saved, is I realized that basketball is a blessing. God gave me ability and, and talent to play the game, but he didn't do it for my glory, but for his. And honestly, it's just cool to have a a passion that you can use to bring more people to God. And so at the end of the day, like that's the biggest thing for me is just how can I use this as a platform and not my own personal, you know, bettering. And so it's just been cool, you know, trying to lead Bible studies, just trying to have have very intentional conversations with teammates. Um, and then just trying to lead by example, I think it's been big and just, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect by any means. I, I sin a lot and I, I mess up, but just that constant pursuit of God and just making him the forefront of everything I'm doing is, is how I kind of use it. That's awesome. Um, so I have a question that's kind of the flip side of mm-hmm. the spectrum, but um, what do you notice changes in you when you don't feed your soul with good things? That's a, that's another really good question. <laughs> and it's something that I've experienced, um, you know, quite often is I think the biggest thing I would say is you just get very consumed in yourself. Um, you get consumed in your personal motives, um, what you think is best for you. And, and it honestly just makes life seems so small and insignificant because you're only focused on you instead of what God can do through you. Um, and, and, you know, things that can come with that are anxiety, uh, weight, um, confusion. A lot of times, you know, oftentimes, you know, when you're, when you're not feeding your soul things from God, it's, it's confusing because we weren't designed to be fed by things that weren't from God. And so it, as humans, it, it puts us in a very cloudy place and, and that's not good. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> I think, um, I love this topic so much because I think of my favorite Bible story when I hear it, which is Jesus meeting the Samaritan woman at the well. I absolutely love that story. And in it, he tells her that whoever drinks from this water will never be satisfied, but whoever drinks from the water I give them will never thirst. And I love that because when we're feeding ourselves from the things the world has to offer us, we're never going to be left satisfied. We're never going to fully know who we are. We're always going to be searching for more answers and more comfort. We're going to, you know, want to get things from these people um, that we think will make us feel um, like we are worthy or loved or beautiful, you know, everything. Whereas if we drink 
constantly from God's word and what he has to offer us and we live in his truth, we're always going to be left satisfied because we're bearing fruit that he gives us and we're never left feeling empty or unworthy or unloved because we're always receiving that constant food and water that he's giving us to live a whole and complete life. I love what you said there because another thing just kind of tying it all in together is like the things from the world, people like when you're talking about more, it's like you, the only way to, to quote unquote satisfy yourself on worldly thing is to get more and more. And you can never have enough, like with money, with fame, like there's never one, one spot that you hit. Like as soon as you get, you know, a million dollars, now you're going for 2 million or 10 million. And like, it keeps going with God. You can be very, very content and very satisfied and just seeking him daily. And just, he's good enough alone. Like we don't need more. Like there's nothing else, another level to it. Like it's just that pure faith. Especially the stage of life that we're in with being in a college campus, you're surrounded by so much temptation and so much, everything that looks like it could fulfill you, but won't when it's between like parties or, you know, just the lifestyle that a lot of college kids have. And it's hard to maintain faithful to God and just know that like hey like this is the route I want to go and make that example because like of course like you said earlier like we're all going to fall short we're all going to sin but just knowing that God is that constant he will ever change and that we have him on our back corner every day no doubt yeah I mean that that's good I agree and I think you know kind of just the one thing to add on that is like one thing I've experienced sometimes I am a perfectionist and I do like to do everything the right way but we do have to rely on grace because when we get to points in our life where we're constantly just saying okay well if I mess up you know I'm a terrible person we're like Jesus didn't die for us mm-hmm. to for us to go through that. And I think that's the thing we have to constantly reassure ourselves is that we put our faith in Christ and we pursue him and that's that's what we were called to do. We weren't called to be perfect. We weren't called to, you know, to do everything exactly the right way. And so there is some grace there, but I think just constantly pursuing God is where we need to go. When you say the grace, I remember I think of something that you can't see. And I told Emily this one time that I saw on Instagram where it was like, how can you not believe in God, but you can believe in wind? You can't see wind, but you feel it and you Mm -hmm. know it's there. And that shook me because I was like, oh my gosh, like that's so true. Because you can't necessarily see God, but you can see his faithfulness and everything he's done in your life. And just like you can see the wind when your hair blows or when Bible blows over at church. Like (laughs) it's it's just crazy to think about. I think it's also cool too, and also really important that, you know, adds off of this topic is how we feed ourselves um, shows people who we are. Because I read this quote and it said, you can always tell what someone is feeding themselves by what comes out of their mouth. Mm. And it kind of like stuck with me because I was like, okay, well then I kind of want to look at the conversations I'm having with people um, is what's coming out of my mouth um, glorifying God and showing who his light through me or is it showing another light and so um, you know just kind of what are people saying you can kind of start there or what are you saying and that's the starting point so what are you saying something that really can start because I know for me like I think say things that I shouldn't necessarily say like, I think all of us struggle with that mm-hmm. and that really hits where it's like okay sit back and think about what are you saying day-to-day conversations with even your closest friends mm-hmm. like is it glorifying him or turning people away from him yeah like I mean, like if you're I learned um, whenever I was like first starting out my my like real walk with Christ my sophomore year, um, I learned that, you know, if I'm constantly surrounding myself with negative people, negative thoughts or, you know, 
shows I shouldn't be necessarily feeding myself or um, conversations with people that I sit and engaging in, then that's going to pour out of me. And I'm never going to be able to grow because I'm not constantly consuming the word of God and what he has to offer me. Um, But I'm consuming those fun and negative, um, not that negativity is fun, but whenever (laughs) you're living in um, a negative mindset, it's fun. And so I was constantly consuming that and I wasn't having anything good pour out of me. And so I had to learn how to make that switch and put those things aside and constantly put God's word and what he has to offer for me into my heart. And then that's whenever, you know, what you pour out to others completely changes. I think too often we feed our souls with feeds, like we feed feeds. Um, I think social media can really dictate how we portray our emotions, our lifestyles, our choices, just because of like the role models you have, people you idolize and even things you idolize and it's all on there. And that's just a huge part of our generation now. And it's hard to see, it might even do it, but it's hard to, you know, navigate away from feeds and then go to the word, the word. No, yeah. Social media is a big one. And I think, you know, that's, that's a cool conversation we can talk about. I mean, I think since, uh, since social media is such a big part of our lives as, as young people, and it's, you know, some people like to say, oh, I'm taking a break from social media and that's great. But at the end of the day, like, it's such an important, like, it's how you like it's news it's there's there's so much more to it at this point in life than just posting pictures but the cool thing about it is i think us just having a cognizant and just uh, conscious awareness of how we want to use it and how how we can use it to bring glory to God and how we can use it to not only, you know, help other people, but really just uplift and just promote positivity. And, and I think it can it's kind of one of those things that can be good or bad, depending on how you look at it and how you use it. And so, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just finding ways to use it for good. Yeah, that's why I like that. I've seen through your social media, you have a big following and you still use the platform to glorify him rather than glorifying yourself. And I think that's a really big thing to do in this day and age and just in college because it helps people. When you're a Christian, you're looked at more, I think, than you realize. And I think people, are, not to a pressure on anyone, but like right. people are looking at you more than you realize. They're looking and, out for you to fill. Yeah, yeah. And they're wondering like why you're acting the way you do. Like, why are you not going to the party? Why are you not gossiping? And it's just, it reali- makes them realize like, okay, maybe this is something I want to try. Yeah, that's no, that's you hit it right on the head. I mean, that's that's a big thing, and I think, like you said, like people, when you when you publicly proclaim your faith, it, it turns up the volume and the intensity. Um, just like I hit the mic right there, but <laughs> no, yeah, um, it, yeah, that was probably God, but no, it does. I mean, people look at you differently. I mean, they, they're watching you. They're trying to see, even if they're not saying they are, like they're definitely watching you. Um, but that's good. That's what we want. Like that's you know, not it's not pressure because if you're if you're a real Christian, like you understand that you're not going to be perfect. But you want to reach and touch as many lives as you can because you desperately want other people to have what you have. And that's a relationship with Jesus. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. I also think when you're put on a public platform, I think you mentioned this, Lily, that the devil is more likely to try to tear you down. Because when the devil sees that you're trying to get God's word out across a platform, it just makes an area of like, oh, put lies in your head, put all these different things and it tries to tear you down. Um, with that being said, how do you fight the devil, I guess? Like, I know, obviously, you know, you have God by your side, but what day-to-day action do you take? Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, I think, like you said, like, as you grow, as things, honestly, as God blesses you more, it's almost like the devil, like, wants to hurt you more. And that's, it's kind of crazy to think about. But, I mean, 
I don't want to overcomplicate it. I really do believe like just feeding your soul with the right things that God provides, like seeking God, seeking his presence is the best way to fight the devil. And it's surely nothing that I can do alone. It's definitely, you know, me, me finding time, me pursuing, me being very intentional with, with seeking God and, and honestly telling him like, look, I, I'm, I can't do this alone. God, I need you. I need your strength. I need your will to be done here. And, um, I need you to help me fight this temptation. Yeah. So thanks for discussing that with us. That was a lot of fun. Um, but I want to ask you a little bit about AIM, Ambition in Mind, and how you kind of started that, like how you got behind the idea and what you're using it for. Yeah, absolutely. So AIM is, um, it's been a blessing from God, honestly. It's It started in uh, this crazy year we had last year in 2020. Um, as a lot of people understand how many challenges there were, how much negativity there was, depression, anxiety, there's a lot going on. And I had some time at home. I was, um, I was thankful for that time. I got to spend time in Raleigh where I'm from with my mom and my brother. And it was just, it was a really, really cool opportunity. Um, I was, you know, one night I was on FaceTime with an old friend and I was, I was telling her, you know, I've got a couple ideas here. I want to, I want to do something. I want to make an impact because I know people are hurting right now. People need, need positivity. They need something. And so we kind of went back and forth and, um, I was like, you know, I need to find a word. I need to find something that I want to describe myself with. And it was ambition. And so we kind of put it together and fast forward, kind of had the idea in April and then we get to June and I was up here for basketball workouts for summer workouts and I was with a couple of my buddies uh, Justin Graham and Judah Bollinger who helped run my uh, or helped run our platform and I was just telling them about kind of what I thought about in quarantine they're like dude let's act on it like let's make an Instagram and so when we first started that's all it was we're like we just want to produce positive content and just do our small part to just help other people and, and just inspire and use our platforms to you know make the world a better place and so that's really how it started um, you know, we, we ordered like, we ordered 54 t-shirts within our first two weeks and we sold out in two days. And so we were like, you know, people are excited about what we're doing. And, and it was never about us. Like you were saying, like, it, uh, you know, I didn't want any glory. I didn't want any recognition. I just wanted, I wanted to promote other people. And I also wanted to build community because I felt like there was a lot of division, um, in our, in our greater world, but also in our communities. And so, um, just having a place where, you know, n- no matter who you are, or what you are, where you come from, you can come and you can know that you had support from our platform and, you had support from us and we were going to push you to be better, but we also wanted you to become a leader and make other people better. And so that's kind of what we created. Um, I'm just keep praying to God that he guides us and, and sees where it'll go. But um, I'm excited with it. It's been a, it's been a blessing. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's so cool. That kind of reminds me of our like story of how it started yeah. with the conversation <laughs> and then it just kind of blew up into what it was. And I think it's cool when God places those thoughts in your head of like, okay, I know I want to do this, but like, how do I do? It? And then it, you look back nine weeks later and you're like, Okay, here we are. Like, you're moving and you're doing stuff. So that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, no doubt. This is actually, I'll give you guys a little uh, a little insight. We are, we're about to do Motivational Monday next week. And the topic's going to be, you don't have to have all the answers, but you have to believe. Um, and just kind of like what you said, like, you know, and this, you can bring this into your faith too. Like, you don't have to know how everything's going to work. You don't have to know every little detail of what you want to do, but you have to believe. Like, you have to, in your heart, you have to have like a, a true belief that what you're going to do is going to matter, is going to impact, and it's going to, it's going to make more it's going to create value for people and so as long as you keep that like tight to the vest like you're going to be successful if you work hard and keep god first so i'm excited about that and i'm excited for you guys because i know what you guys are doing is going to help a lot of people too so um i love it y'all got to keep going thank you thank Thank you. you stay tuned for our next segment 
Hey y'all, it's time for Flavor of the Week. To get us started, we're gonna ask our guest, Douglas, what his Flavor of the Week is. Yeah, so for this week, I would say, um, it's kind of funny, I've been listening to a lot of the the Freedom EP by Justin Bieber. Um, it's kind of cool, cause like he's got he's got some cool guests on there, and you know, I'm, I'm not a huge Justin Bieber fan, but I, I respect what he's doing with his platform, um, you know, trying to use it for, for God's glory, and I've got a couple of friends that love Maverick City, and I know Chandler Moore makes some appearances on there, mm-hmm. and Chandler Moore's a beast, so I love Chandler Moore too, um, but I'd have to say that it's, it's got some good stuff on there. I love that. I forgot that existed until <laughs> I, I, know, I was listening to it this past week. It's really good. Yeah, you guys it have is. It's really good. Chandler Moore. I think Tori Kelly is on there, too. Tori Kelly's on there. Chandler Moore. Like, there's a couple, like, really good Christian people on there, so I was like, mm-hmm. I gotta check it's it so out. It's so funny, too, because when I was younger, I was the biggest Justin Bieber fan. <laughs> like, I had all the merch. Like, oh, yeah, like dressed in purple, everything. And then I kind of like stopped kind of being a fan. I don't know. I guess it just like kind of like you were over, the over it. Yeah. yeah. And then right. and then like recently though, I've been getting like into him again. I'm like, OK, yeah. that's a good boy. Yeah. Really yeah. Boy. No, he's he's really talented. I mean, and I just love what he's doing now. He seems like he's trying to serve the yeah. Lord. And I think it's pretty dope. I, know, I love that's it. Awesome. Yeah. It's super cool. 180. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Emily? Um, my flavor of the week is a song called Thank You, Jesus by Charity Gale. I hope I'm saying her last name right. Um, but it was sitting in a group chat of ours, and I listened to it, and it has just a really good message about all Jesus done for us to where we can be where we are today and, and you know, get the offer of salvation and eternal life. And so it's it's a must listen. I think it's really good. So what about you, Lily? Um, so mine this week is a song called God So Loved by We the Kingdom, and it's been stuck in my head, like, for a whole day, and it kind of goes hand in hand with the topic we've been talking about, about, like, feeding our souls, um, because there's a line in the song that says, come to the well that never runs dry, and that just reminded me of, like, when we thirst for God and we start to completely, like, surrender to Him and His path for us, like, He we will never thirst or hunger again. Like we, nothing is, um, as I guess, satisfying as him. So, um, definitely that song is a must listen as well. Um, my flavor of the week is nobody by Matthew West is the song that oh, I love that song. <laughs> yeah, so that just tells you like you're nobody, but trying to tell everybody about God. Um, and we love Matthew West over here. So yeah, that's my flavor of the week. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening and see you next week. Bye. Bye.